the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height filling in again today for Mr. Ed Martin, who is still out on assignment. Uh, You actually have me for another couple of days uh, that he is out and about in a series of meetings, but um, glad to be with you, glad to be bringing you the things that you need to know, some action items, uh, and also uh, glad to be uh, giving you some uh, replayed guests that we have very specifically selected for right now, even though it's uh, not a new interview. Uh, It is one that I think is incredibly, or one, it is, uh, these are interviews that I think are incredibly important uh, to where we are right now. In fact, uh, today, what we're going to talk about uh, here in the first, uh, uh, the first um, segment, but before we go any further, let me remind you, go to ProAmericaReport.com, uh, ProAmericaReport.com. That's where you can find all of the podcasts, all of the standalone segments from today, these past interviews we're about to talk about, and most importantly, that is where you can sign up for the daily email, the wink email, what you need to know. And every morning, uh, early first thing, you will get a good, uh, solid, brief email into your inbox, tells you what you need to know for the day, gives you just a half a dozen links, and I promise it's worth your time out of the world of emails that you could get, this one will be most helpful and pack a punch in a short uh, time period. So uh, before we get to that, before we get to some great interviews, we've got David Horowitz today and a replay of the Ted Malik interview. Uh, both of those, I think, are incredibly pertinent for where we are right now. Uh, let, let's just go ahead. Let's dive right into it. What you need to know, uh, what you need to know today. This is, well, here's what you need to know today. The House Oversight Committee is putting the FBI whistleblowers on record. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> that's because uh, this kind of relates to the uh, what you need to know Ed delivered a couple of days ago. Uh, you may remember he talked about the, the narrative machine, big media. It, it's not just active. It's also passive. Uh, they're not always just telling you, here's the line that we want you to know. Here's the narrative that we want you to know. The thing we're trying to convince you is real. They suppress and, and in fact, just completely eliminate Stories from existing, they're gone. You'll find them nowhere on the airwaves, in their uh, the papers of their uh, newspapers and the pages. You'll find them nowhere on the websites. And that is the case today. The media, the mainstream media, is absolutely suppressing this story. Uh, and it's all about FBI whistleblowers who are going on record uh, to the House Oversight Committee to this push from Congress to uh, root out uh, uh, government corruption. And, uh, man, I tell you what, uh, if you ever wanted to know it or not, if the media is in the pocket of big government, they've definitely revealed their hand this week. So, uh, what's, what's going on? What, what are, what do we have having, uh, what do we have happening here? Let me, let me tell you a couple things. Cause you may not have heard this. Uh, there are three gentlemen today, uh, three gentlemen who have uh, testified before the house oversight committee, Garrett O'Boyle, uh, Stephen Friend and Marcus Allen. I think that their names are important to say because these men have stepped forward and absolutely put themselves in the crosshair of, uh, as they described it, the full weight of the federal government. 
and they are bringing forward details uh, from January 6th, details from the FBI persecution of, of pro-life groups after the Dobbs decision. Uh, we've heard some of these things out of the Richmond field office, but really it's all across the country. The targeting of traditional conservative Christians as domestic terrorists, possible terrorists, uh, all of these things wrapped in. And that's why we're, we're not even talking about here in this What You Need to Know. We're not even talking about the um, actual uh, uh, different uh, topics that they went into. The sheer fact that the House Oversight Committee had these men in, put them on record, that's a big deal. Because the media is completely blacked it out. You'll find it nowhere. In fact, I did. I, I went down. Uh, the CNN website, nothing. The Fox News website, a couple of mentions. Uh, there's a little thing up at the top, trending headlines, FBI whistleblowers. MSNBC, nothing about FBI or whistleblower on the front page. NBC, nothing about whistleblower or FBI on the front page. CBS News, The New York Times, The Washington Post, The Associated Press, nothing. No mentions of FBI, whistleblower, House oversight hearings, nothing. It is an embarrassment to journalism itself, and, and yet that's where we are. And we talk about it all the time, the, the, the big media component of the narrative machine, but uh, again, I, I, I can't think of a better example uh, of, of realizing how hand-in-glove the big corrupt media is at covering for the big corrupt government. Here we are. So... That's what you need to know is that the House Oversight Committee, despite all of the things you're not hearing, uh, all the feelings you might feel about, well, it's, it's useless because we can't ever get anything done. The House Oversight Committee is getting things done. Today, they have done an incredible service of putting these three men on record. Uh, and uh, likewise, these three men uh, have done an incredible service in putting themselves on record, putting themselves out there for persecution, which they detailed quite a bit of it today. If you can go back and watch it, I highly suggest you do. In fact, uh, we'll find a leak. I'll make sure we post it on social media. It'll be in the notes here uh, if you're listening to the podcast or the standalone segment after. But they've put themselves out there. Uh, these these three guys, uh, Stephen Friend, Marcus Allen, and uh, Garrett O'Boyle. In fact, I think all three of these, not only are they FBI or former FBI at this point, as they detail uh, what's happened to them, but uh, I'm, I'm fairly sure all three of these gentlemen are veterans as well. They've served their country overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, and yet what is happening to them right now is... Uh, uh, just amazing. Um, I think the the one uh, the one word I saw from Garrett O'Boyle, crush. He said the FBI will crush you. He testified today. Uh, they will crush you. This government. That's what he said. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing wrong. And we are all examples of that. Uh, in fact, they went so far as to say they would they would actually advise others uh, advise others uh, not to do this because of what they and their young families have been put through. And um, the hearing today, it was often heated, uh, but man, did some good stuff come out. And that's, uh, I mean, that's what you need to know is that these guys have been given a platform and uh, across the board from January 6th and the ensuing, um, uh, ho well, whatever you want to call it, the hoax or the, the actual um, coup that has taken place, nothing to do with January 6th and the protesters, rioters, vandals, whatever you want to call them, but the coup that took place afterward, the, the media coup, turning this into something it never was, uh, the uh, prosecutorial abuse, the coup of the FBI pursuing and drumming up cases against people is just absolutely incredible. The corruption has been rampant, and these guys are putting it on the record. 
Um, this is a big deal. This is a positive thing, especially in the times when it feels like we're not able to do what we want to do. It, it is good to look at this and say, this matters. Uh, this is important, and it's happening. It's going along, and they detailed a lot of it today. And uh, I think it's incredibly important for us to understand that. The whistleblower claims, and they're testifying today. I think it's important for us to uh, praise that. I think it's important for us to praise the congressmen who are willing to bring this forward. And I think that that is something we absolutely have to focus on moving forward. So that's what you need to know today, that the uh, House Oversight Committee is doing the media's job And they're actually moving forward, making headway. So uh, with that, we will uh, move on here to our great guests for the day. Uh, Don't forget, go to ProAmericaReport.com, sign up for the email list there, get the wink email, and you'll also get all the standalones as well uh, over there. And we will see you back here in just a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Uh, great to catch up uh, with my old friend, David Horowitz. He has a new book out. He has been uh, prolific, I have to say, even more than usual. Its uh, title is The Final Battle. And David, before we get to it, we should say David Horowitz, of course, uh, uh, well-known, best-selling author, um, has been uh, uh, leading uh, activist. But at the end of the book, you write this. Finally, I've, finally, I've now written four volumes of defense of our country for Chris Ruddy and the editors of Humanex books. I hope my countrymen and countrywomen are as grateful for their assistance in making these books possible as I am. Uh, David, I saw that and I, I caught myself ca- seeing that and I wanted to say I sure am. I mean, you've had this run now where we've had great books, important books that have become flooding out because of Humanix being able to publish it. It's fantastic. This one is oh, final battle. The next election could be the last. Go ahead. Well, well, Ruddy has given them all their titles and, and put the full force of Newsmax behind them. So yep. I, I think I have four books that have sold a million copies through yeah. him. It's, extra- it's yeah, it's extraordinary, straight, extraordinarily valuable, especially because a lot of your books like this one are a description of what's going on and then but also along the way and, and especially in the last chapter here's what's going to happen here's where we're headed that's the chapter chapter 11 is where we're headed so first um david horowitz again the book is uh is a uh, final battle from humanix books um and it's uh the the next election could be the last may i ask you david though uh, about january 6th um and about the ability of the media and the left to weaponize and to lie about it. I've never seen anything as effective as what they've done. They're fascists, and they're very practiced at it. Uh, The Democrat Party has a long history uh, of associations with the mafia, and that's that's the way they behave. First of all, Trump, in advance of January 6th, offered to... put 10,000 National Guardsmen around the Capitol to protect it. As anybody with two eyes and half a brain knows, and on both ends of the spectrum, there are violent people or people itching to commit violence. Mm -hmm. That was rejected by Nancy Pelosi, suggesting that the whole event was a setup, particularly if you watch the videos of Capitol Police inviting people into the, escorting them into the building. And if you know that there were 50 
FBI informants in that crowd uh, and that the supposed ringleader of, uh, of the right um, uh, was not even there. He was supposed to have organized the event. Uh, he was not even there, and he was not. Well, I think he was arrested two year, two years later. Mm-hmm. Um, the Democrats' response was, "This is an armed insurrection." Right. It, they had no evidence of that, as they usually don't when they make these claims. Well, uh, and, and and let me say, David, in in your book again, we're talking with David uh, Horowitz. Uh, the book uh, is Final Battle. Later in the book, you refer to Millie. Millie is quoted as saying, "They may try, but they're not going to effing succeed. You can't do this without the military. You can't do this without the CIA and the FBI." Quote: We're the guys with the guns. End quote. And you say yeah. in the next sentence, "That's the perfect refutation of the idea that it was an armed insurrection." I mean, Millie oh, of all people admits it. That, or that it was an insurrection. Right. With no arms confiscated. Right. And the Democrats just went on, okay, it's not an armed insurrection, it's an insurrection. Right. Without explaining how you can have an insurrection without arms. Right. And obviously you can't. Uh, they went further. They claimed that five uh, Capitol Police officers were killed. The actual number is zero. Right. Uh, but they uh, they plucked out a Trump supporter, Brian Sucknick, claimed that he was killed by a fire extinguisher bashing in his head while he was defending the Capitol. In fact, he didn't. He died the next day in bed from natural causes. Uh, that's how far they and they held a phony ceremony of his body lying in in state in the Capitol. Right. A rare honor to honor him for defending the Capitol against <laughs> the, the Trump insurrectionists. Total, yeah. total lies. This is worthy of a fascist government. Well, uh, and, uh, and and again, David David Horowitz, our guest. Uh, that's that's the thing when you let go through this book, uh, uh, you see again and again. I know you've said it already here. They just lie about it so completely. But what what strikes me is. Frankly, the media and the big tech, big tech and big media are working now with these big government liars. That's exactly and- what the Nazis did. Yeah. They didn't, they, they didn't take ownership of the means of production the way the communists did, but they ran it. Right. I mean, they, this takeover of the tech and the, well, you, Infiltrating the tech industry with spies from the FBI and the CIA and whatnot to suppress their opposition—that's fascism, right. and that's that's what the Biden regime is all about. Um, I, I, I David one person one. was killed. Yeah, right. And it, was, it was, and it was a Trump supporter. It was Ashley Babbitt. Um, Ashley Babbitt, who was four, went five foot tall, mm-hmm. forty years old, unarmed. A 14-year Air Force veteran who was, this was all videotaped, was standing around threatening no one when uh, Michael Byrd, this Capitol Police officer, just killed her point blank, just pointed his weapon at her and shot her to death. And his identity was concealed by Pelosi for two months. And then she quashed any investigation. And not only is he a free man, but they gave him a medal for defending the Capitol. 
Nancy Pelosi is an accomplice to murder, just technically speaking. But Republicans are too polite to mention stuff like this. It's crazy. Uh, uh, David Horowitz is our guest. His newest book is Final Battle from Humanex, uh, Humanex Books. Um, David, uh, the um the open border in the i think the third or fourth chapter you talk about how uh, and you and you 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 say what we know what i know what our listeners that listen to me know it's not like they've allowed a sort of a lot of people or a few people to come in it's full on open borders we're talking about millions an and millions of people it's an invasion and of the of the 4 million people who flooded our country whose identities we don't know and backgrounds and intentions, um, there are hundreds of thousands and probably millions of criminals. And we know this. It's in page 70 of my book. The, the Government Accounting Office did a study in 2018 uh, of illegal Im- immigrant m- migrants or whatever you want to, I call them invaders, right. in, in U.S. prisons. How many were there between 2011 and 2016? 730,000. They committed, they were arrested 4.9 million times, which means that they they were citizens and they were arrested over and over. Mm -hmm. They committed seven and a half million crimes, including a million drug crimes, 500,000 assaults, 134,000 sexual assaults. Uh, you know, I could just go on and on that these statistics are hair raising 51,000 kidnappings, um, and 1,500 terrorist attacks. That's what Biden has given to the American people. It's interesting now that, that the wolves, the Democrats themselves are destroying Biden. They're the ones. Who yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think they, I think they, I think he's been a, uh, you know, like a good, like the good communist fascist. He's been there. He's been a useful uh, dupe and a fool. And now they're gonna, they're gonna push him out. But, well, yeah, but he wants to run again. Then right, they, right. They but, but David, what well, David Horowitz again, best-selling author is our guest. Um, uh, David Horowitz Freedom Center. Um, David, what uh, the title of the book, which as you point out is so uh, effective and provocative, f- the f- final battle, the next election could be the last. I don't know, David. I mean, I, I read your books. I, it doesn't matter the next election. I mean, they, they they did it in 2020. They did it in 2022. They stole the last three elections. Yeah, and nobody does. And nobody does any. No serious Republican well, opposition. Yeah, but you know, Republicans are sort of waking up. And there's a new generation there that people like Carrie Lake who are fighting, uh, as, uh, so many Republicans didn't before. So what I'm, I'm basically saying is these people want power, uh, and they want, they want a one party state and they'll do anything to get it. And you mentioned Mark Milley, uh, this disgraceful traitor who's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and he's the president's chief security advisor. Um, Milley, uh, on, on January 2nd of that year, after Trump lost the election, and four days before January 6th, uh, the Iranians issued a death threat against Trump. 
They said he will not only be removed from office, but from life for killing Soleimani, the Iranian terrorist, uh, which he was criticized by the Democrats for doing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Milley, then he's supposed to protect the president. That's chief. <laughs> he's the chief military advisor to the president and the head of his security team. He went around the White House and uh, uh, you know, the administration offices telling people that Trump was Hitler and that his supporters were the Nazis we fought in World War II and that his speech uh, that he gave uh, called Stop the Steal uh, was the gospel of the Fuhrer. Those were his words. And where did I find this in? Books written by Washington Post authors. Mm. And the reaction to this fascist Milley and traitor, I mean, we have a civilian chain of command. Trump is the commander-in-chief, not Mark Milley. Mm -hmm. Um, But the response of, like, Anderson Cooper was to praise Milley as as though he was doing his civic duty. That's how far gone our country is. So to imagine... uh, I, I think the way I put it is this. No reasonable person could say, no, there actually is going to be a next election with any certainty. Right. Given the mentality of these people and the criminality. First thing about, about Joe Biden is he's a criminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how much he sold this country out to China uh, and, and other countries, you know, we'll maybe find out someday. But it's clear that he has. Um, These secret classified documents that he left around his his garage are things that he obviously took with him illegally um, to hide what he has done to betray this country. That's the only... It's not like Trump who took a trove uh, but was in touch with the authorities Right. And as the, as president has the right to declassify anything. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's the other part of it is that Trump had the, Trump had the right, Trump had the authority to declassify it if he wanted. You could argue if he should or shouldn't. That's a different question, but Biden had nothing. David Horowitz, uh, thank you. Uh, David Horowitz Freedom Center. If you go to horowitzfreedomcenter.org, you'll see all his work there. Also, frontpagemag.com. In fact, there's a great interview, uh, of, uh, uh, go ahead, David. This book. Final Battle is available at Costco, Sam's Club, and BJ's. You probably can get it for a discounted price there. They have stacks of them. Yep. Final Battle about the next election could be the last. David Horowitz. Thank you, David, as always. Great to talk to you. We appreciate you very much. And uh, keep going. Keep going. We need more. So thank you. Thank you, Ed. All right. We'll take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. Uh, Phenomenal. Uh, I have the book. They sent me a copy, so uh, I've read it. It's great, as always. But it is really true. Humanix has done a great thing by including him. Uh, So uh, getting David Horowitz um, writing these these books is four books, one after another. And they're... um, 
they've got that voice that he has of just fighting back. He's not sitting there, you know, and frankly, most of the authors, most of the books are even conservative ones are reflective and thoughtful. David's fighting. Uh, David Horowitz is a fighter. Uh, front page, uh, frontpagemag.com. There's a great interview with him, uh, on Newsmax, uh, from a few days ago. You can check that out there. All right. We will uh, take a break and uh, we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Time to check in with my old friend, Ted Malik and uh, see what he's up to and what he's writing on. He, of course, is uh, he's got a, a, a CV as long as my arm. Uh, uh, Ted Malik has been a, uh, a a diplomat, a scholar. He's been a professor, uh, taught over at Oxford, as well as uh, was a professor at Yale. Um, the one book I loved, Global Sherpa, was a, a term that was given to him, I think, by Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher. And um, he is now at the head of as chief executive officer of the Roosevelt Global Governance Group, which is a strategic management and thought leadership company. He's got a million stories and lots of ideas and has been writing somewhat prolifically now for about the last two and a half years. A column uh, has written a lot of books before that. So welcome back, Ted. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Um, so, Ted, first of all, um, your thoughts on the media environment. I know we were talking a little bit about off air, but, you know, like you've seen a bunch of these people come and go. I mean, I, I don't mean it to be dismissive, but um, Tucker Carlson's really famous, had a famous show and a famous uh, primetime hour. So did Bill O'Reilly. Right. I mean, uh, so did uh, uh, different folks at different moments. Uh, and but how how dramatically does this change the conservative voices out there? Well, I think. Tucker was unique amongst uh, conservatives, certainly on uh, broadcast uh, television, on cable news, probably even on on radio. He had a very large following, as you know, the largest uh, in in cable history for an individual. So uh, when he agreed to be sacked, which sounds like what happened, uh, um, you know, we we lost that voice and uh, – I think Fox will see its own demise. Its numbers in the last week or so have gone, uh, you know, tumbling down. It's uh, going to lose money. Uh, I know they paid out this enormous sum, which didn't seem necessary to me to Dominion. But um, Tucker will, will be back. The question is when and in what format. Uh, more likely, I think, than on another television station, he'll probably start uh, something like his own. Uh, Joe Rogan show or have a podcast with a huge 50 million person following. Uh, we're talking with uh, Ted Malik and, and Ted, uh, I guess the point is um, maybe, I, I don't know if I mean it. It's, it's, it, is it, well, you lose Rush Limbaugh and now, you know, Fox is in some turmoil uh, again uh, with the fake news all around us. It, it does, you know, kind of um, it, it, it worries me, right? It worries me that um, we are uh, having to try to fight all these fights with less voices out there. So um, indeed, it should. It should. Uh, and that's, uh, I, I think, the, the intent of the whole thing. And in fact, it goes back to the article I've just written, which is, of course, a different historical epic. And uh, but this came to me the other day when I was viewing or reviewing a, a film called Mr. Jones, uh, <clears throat> which we can talk about. But yeah. in in the Soviet Union, you know, the attempt to get rid of a whole class of people 
succeeded in the 1930s during Stalinism. I think the same thing is happening in America now, and Tucker is is one of those uh, injured. Uh, we're talking with, uh, again, Ted Malikin. Okay, so, Ted, you got this piece up. Um, uh, it's going to be over at One America News, and the title is We're All Kulaks Now. And uh, walk me through this. And I guess the question is, uh, what's the path out? But anyway, let's walk walk me through what you mean and how you set this up. It's compelling to me. Well, uh, my, my wife was worried because she didn't know what a kulak was. So, <laughs> I mean, that's where the whole thing begins. And, uh, you know, many of your listeners may not. Kulak, of course, is a Russian term, means fist in Russian. But it has to do with this um, this group of people who were, you know, small peasants on two acres of land and, you know, a mule and maybe had two or three people working for them. Uh, and they basically had, <clears throat> in their period, um, become very productive, you know, formed a, a solid, uh, I would call it almost conservative kind of society, prosperous economy, um, produced most of the agricultural for, for what was Russia turning into the Soviet Union. But when the state was Sovietizing, they were, of course, the group that stood in the way, and they had to be eliminated. And that was, of course, the history of what happened during the period of the emergence of the Seoul Communist Party in what was called the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. So it's a very, very foreboding story, and it involves the, 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 the death of millions of people. And it, it's it's not really well known or remembered, I'm afraid, in the West. We're talking again with uh, uh, Ted Malik uh, and his piece again is over at One America News. I'll put up on social media. Um, it is what is the problem with the, the idea of seeing uh, what's happening? And, and by that, I mean, Ted, that um, it, it, when you're in the middle of it, do you not recognize it? In other words, were the Soviet people in the middle of it and, you know, only a few, you know, Solzhenitsyn was uh, one and others were recognizing what was happening? Is there, why is it, why aren't more Americans sort of aware, or maybe I'll say it a different way, maybe they are aware something's wrong, they just don't know what it is? Well, I, th- I think the latter is the case. Uh, uh, and people are quiet, they're scared, they're afraid, they're fearful, they lose their jobs, they lose their uh, connectivity, they... You know, have in, in this case, they saw relatives disappear. I mean, we're talking about millions of people that we haven't gotten to that extent yet in the United States. But, um, you know, I don't know. I felt persecuted. I don't know about you. But uh, the, you know, the fact is, in this American moment, I think we're seeing increasingly communistic efforts by an administration and a, and a deep administrative state to uh, suggest there are some frightening parallels. Uh, we, again, we should we should review those parallels because, uh, you know, in the name of diversity, inclusion and equity, we're being stripped of merit. We're being reduced to racial and gender quotas and and, and, and moves to erase economic categories. We're taxed far more than we should be with yet more regulations. And I mean, you, you, we read this stuff every day. You find out about it on the news just today. Mortgage payments. <laughs> Not, not to do with higher education loans, that's another whole subject, but mortgage payments now will be decided not on hard work, you know, honesty, decent living, maintaining a, a good credit score, be on the opposite, so that you'll get an advantage if you have 
a poor credit score. And we'll underwrite those who, you know, who have those poor skills. I mean, this has been the case in university admission for a decade already. I mean, I, I can tell you, all those grades are dismissed. All of admission now is 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 based uh, not on a test score because they don't even take test scores, but on racial and sexual preferences. Uh, I, I think in, in democratic parlance, what we have is more and more people on welfare dependent on the largest of the state. That's seen as a good thing, and that is a form. I know it's not Stalinism, but it is a form of collectivization. Uh, Ted Malik, again, our guest, his piece, oneamericanews.com. They've got it up uh, there. Um, I'll put the link up. Uh, we are all kulaks now. Um, uh, Ted, looking back now, the history of this, um, and, uh, well, let me, let me before, well, uh, let me, I ask this so I don't lose the thread. Looking back now with history as our guide, uh, seeing what happened, um, what's the best path forward? In other words, if you could go back in time and try to rally the Soviets, the people, to change the dynamic or, um, you know, but, but then move it forward to now and say, okay, we know how this goes. Therefore, we must do this. It, what do you what do you what do you recommend? Well, we must keep this republic, which is, is very difficult to keep. And we must do it based on on our Constitution. Um, the. Uh, you know, the fact is that these institutions that were formed, you know, well over 250 years ago by the framers of our republic commenced a way of living, a way of life, an economic and political system. We shouldn't disregard and throw that out for some kind of newfangled American Marxism. Uh, you know, all these savage attacks, you know, I mean, it's worse and worse and worse. I was reading today about Satanism and its rise you know, in, in not just in Europe, but in the United States. Satanism itself. Uh, I mean, attacks on the family, on marriage, on religion, on private property, on civic life, on patriotism, on the police, on law and order, on the border, on our schools, particularly those of uh, parochial and religious uh, nature. I mean, what we're seeing is a, an attempt I think the centralized political power and the control of the commanding heights of society and the economy uh, in the form of a kind of American Marxist socialism. And we have to repel that. We have to stand on the trench and say no. Uh, we're talking again, uh, Ted Malik. Ted, are you optimistic? Uh, some days I'm more optimistic. Than others, there are you know there are battles uh, that we uh, you know seem to make some headway on, and then we you know we we lose the uh, the, the 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 next battle. So I, I think it's a it's an ongoing uh, uh, contest. It, it, it obviously takes political and economic form, uh, and I, I think people who are faithful have got to uh, have got to keep the faith. Uh, last thing I didn't want to uh, lose out uh, towards the latter part of this column, uh, we're talking Ted Malik. You refer to the film Mr. Jones. Give us your uh, preview of this to try to whet our appetite. I had not seen it, and I read your column, and I thought I will go and watch this. So, uh, but tell our listeners well, yeah, about I, no, it. No, I recommend it. It's hard to find movies to watch these days. Yeah, this is a, um, a true to life depiction 
of, uh, of a British journalist who had some sympathies towards the Soviet Union went there in the 1930s and as a result saw this uh, horrible famine created by Stalin and the execution of removal of these kulaks and um, and wrote about it, told the story. Mm. So um, I, I, I think you don't typically see these kinds of movies. Therefore, you should go and, I mean, you could just download it or watch it on Netflix. All right. Very good. Uh, Ted Malik, movie reviewer, Siskel and Ebert, all in one. Uh, thank you, Ted. We'll talk again soon, and I'll put up on social media, everybody, that column. Again, it's uh, over at One America News, uh, their commentary page, and I will put a link there. And we will take a break, and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast delivering a conservative pro-family perspective since 1983. As an author, speaker, and the founder of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Mrs. Schlafly spent an astounding 70 years in public service, protecting and defending the Constitution, the unborn, and America's sovereignty. Following that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Conservative southern states like Texas have long been dealing with the majority of the crime and social strain that comes with our border crisis. But smart state executives like Texas Governor Greg Abbott have figured out that it's a lot cheaper to simply bust these immigrants to liberal states than to perpetually care for the migrants themselves. I think that New York City's Mayor Eric Adams isn't loving it when it comes to the immigration crisis that has shown up on his doorstep. Adams once boldly proclaimed that immigrants would always be welcome in his Big Apple. But now he's struggling so much to find housing for them that the city is considering turning a huge former McDonald's restaurant in the heart of Times Square into a shelter for the aliens. This comes after putting migrants in nearly 100 hotels throughout the city. Needless to say, all these expenses are doing no favors for New York City's budget. I don't know if you've looked at the cost of a hotel room in New York City lately, but it isn't cheap. In addition to housing, the city budget is having to pay for migrants' food, clothing, and cell phones. Now Mayor Adams is even talking about sending the migrants to college for free. One Democrat on the city council estimated that the total cost for all of these expenses is rapidly approaching $5 billion. While it's hard to feel compassion as left-leaning New York City gets its comeuppance, the strain that aliens are putting on the Big Apple is only a fraction of the strain that they're putting on the rest of the nation. Most of the people who violate the law by sneaking across our southern border come with no money, no education, and no knowledge of our language or customs. Their entire plan is to live off the good graces of American taxpayers. That kind of life isn't good for the migrants, and it certainly is not good for America. For the sake of every city and town from coast to coast, we must secure our southern border. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
Welcome back. Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. Going to wrap up the show here today. I thought those were a couple of great, uh, great guests. Glad we were able to replay them again. Really pertinent for where we are. And, uh, of course, uh, we started off the show. What you need to know, the fact that uh, the House Oversight Committee is doing the media's job. They're uh, letting these uh, FBI whistleblowers who are suffering at the hand of federal government, uh, persecuting them now for speaking the truth and uh, shining a light in the dark places. Uh, They're giving these guys a platform, putting them on record. And you know what? Uh, that's what we need to do. What we need to do about that is get in touch with your congressman. Uh, get in touch with your two senators. What you need to do is tell them either, A, thank you for supporting this, thank you for being a part of this, or uh, B, the alternative, get on board. Because uh, what more could we want? The, the Congress in its oversight duties assigned by the Constitution, this is their job. So that's what we need to do. Get a hold of your congressman. Get a hold of your two senators. Tell them if they're supporting this, they're doing the right thing. And if they're not supporting it, they better get in line because transparency and routing out corruption from government is what the American people want. So how do you do that? Well, you can email them or you can call them. Here's how. Go to congress.gov. Find your member. You can type in your address there on that website. It'll give you all the contact information for your representative, your two senators. You can shoot them an email or the good old-fashioned way. You can call the U.S. Capitol switchboard at 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. And ask for your representative or your senators by name. They need to hear from you. It's more effective than you'd like to think. So we'll go ahead and close out the show. Thank you for being with us. Don't forget, go to ProAmericaReport.com. You can get all the segments. Sign up for the email list. Thank you to Ed for being out so I can come and join you all. Thank you to Noah Dingley, our incredible producer and technical director who gets all of the things moving on time. And we will look forward to talking to you back here tomorrow on the Pro America Report. America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.